the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Miles Above Me is the name of the song. The band, Mammoth, WVH, Wolf Van Halen. And uh, it is uh, his new one is out. It's called Mammoth 2. If you haven't picked it up yet, you should. Uh, I'm going to check him out in November over at Starland Ballroom. And uh, let me tell you something. Wolfgang is one talented, talented individual. Great stuff. Uh, from Eddie Van Halen, the late Eddie Van Halen's uh, son. And Eddie, of course, certainly missed, but his son filling his shoes quite nicely. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, John Cocosa from Ross Brewing is going to join me. Uh, we were supposed to originally do this interview at the brewery, but uh, some scheduling changes, so we're going to do it over the phone. Two segments uh, with John. They've got a big Oktoberfest celebration that is happening at the end of September. We'll get into details on that, how you can get tickets. It is an entire weekend uh, at Ross Brewing. And in the middle portion of that weekend, a big Oktoberfest celebration with a lot of uh, different things going on. So we'll talk to John about that uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes, along with, of course, uh, Governor McToothy, as I like to call him, Governor Murphy, uh, who has yet to sign the beer bill, and all indications say he is going to conditionally veto it. We will get into that with John in just a little bit. But let's dive into beer news. Frem Family Brewers, of course, unveiling their new West Coast IPA, the latest edition of their annual lineup. It's available in 12-ounce, six-pack cans, which I like very much. Uh, it is um, it, inclu- it, it, it complements their existing core styles of their Pilsner, their Lager, their IPA, and their Hazy as well as their Pale Ale. Uh, It represents a modern twist on the classic West Coast style. Uh, Josh Frem, co-founder and brewmaster at Frem Family Brewers, uh, said there is a unique intersection right now. You have a vibrant and strong market in hazy IPAs, which are known for their big, fruity, tropical, sticky, and soft flavors. At the same time, a good portion of drinkers are exploring various options like hard seltzers, canned mixed drinks, and more. But uh, there's also a segment that wants the clear character of an IPA but craves the fruitiness of the hazy. So uh, Josh says um, IPAs continue to evolve and change over time. West Coast IPA is a reflection of the moment, big, fruity, and impactful flavors on a lean and bright body. It will be out in key accounts in uh, Oregon and Washington by the end of August. Uh, Package six-packs will make their debut retailing at about $11.99 across Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. Limited distribution in Southern California and Nevada. So kudos to uh, Frem for coming out with that somewhat a a, a little bit of a twist of a West Coast IPA. Um, Goose Island Beer, about a week or so ago, announced this year's Bourbon County lineup. Now, again, this still generates big buzz in the beer industry, even though that Goose Island is owned, still owned by AB InBev. So I'm just going to run down 
uh, what they're coming out with. We'll get you can get into details all over their social media posts. They tell you exactly what's going on. So um, available on Black, uh, Black Friday, uh, twenty twenty three. Of course, the original stout, uh, which has been mixed in. Let's see, Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill. Four Roses and Wild Turkey Distilleries, uh, empty bourbon barrels there, and average for about 12 months. The Then the, the next is Brand Eagle Rare Two-Year Reserve Stout. These were aged for two years in extraordinary Eagle Rare 10-year-old barrels. Uh, the the uh, Angel's Envy Two-Year Cask Finished Stout. It's their first ever cask finished stout. Um, and again, these are in barrels that once held Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Uh, then they have a Banana Foster's Stout, which is quite interesting. They have a Backyard Stout, uh, which is blended with in bourbon barrels for at least a year and then blended with mulberries, boysenberries, and marionberries. That's interesting. Uh, then they have the, um, uh, of course, the final one is, of course, the Proprietary Stout, which is only available in Chicago. So a uh, number of different uh, stouts that are coming out. Now, if I see one and I see a variant, I'd probably get it. Uh, sometimes uh, my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table, will have uh, the Bourbon County Stouts. And I'm wondering, because uh, my buddy Mike is back this year, I'm wondering if they'll do a Bourbon County Night. If they do, I'll go and I'll sample all of them. Because that's uh, the best way for me uh, to check out the majority of them. So um, there's your Bourbon County, re- uh, uh, Bourbon County releases from Goose Island. You can, of course, check out their socials for more information. Some local news, uh, Jersey-wise. Um, sad news for those who are fans of Tuckahoe Brewing. They're closing their doors this coming November, not because of the idiotic restrictions in New Jersey, although I am sure that had something to do with it, but because the owners, J.J. and Mike, want to spend more time with their families. Now, I'm sure the folks who live in Egg Harbor Township community and are fans of the place are not happy. Twelve years, a great run again. They'll be open until the end of November, but Tuckahoe, sadly, is closing in Egg Harbor Township. Double Nickel Brewing, though, in Pensacola is moving towards becoming a brew pub, mean, which, which means they will be adding a full kitchen and offering food to customers. If you've been to Alternate Ending Brewery, same concept. Uh, they've acquired a full New Jersey State 33 retail consumption liquor license. They'll have the option to serve wine and spirits as well as their beer. Uh, as part of the conversion into a brew pub, Double Nickel appeared before the Pensacola Planning Board. Uh, they got approval uh, to add a full kitchen within the brewery. They're going to have pizza. They have included a large pizza oven there as well. Not sure when it will be finished and operating, uh, possibly by the end of the year, uh, beginning of next, depending on uh, construction and approvals and all that other stuff. Safe bet would be, because uh, I don't know if they've started yet on construction. It doesn't sound like they have, but my guess is if they start in September, a uh, couple months approvals, probably early uh, early portion of um, 2024, uh, they'll be up and running with as a full Brew pub. Kudos to them. Eight and Sand down in Woodbury, New Jersey, turning seven. They're having a big celebration taking place on September 9th from noon until 10 p.m. You can check out uh, Eight and Sand uh, on your social media, Facebook, uh, X, uh, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, uh, for more information on that celebration. Uh, my good friend Allison, the return of Westfield Hops. That's right. It pours in Westfield, New Jersey, Saturday, November 11th. Tickets are on sale now. Um, save $25 on tickets right now with the code EARLYBIRD. That's the code EARLYBIRD. You save 25 bucks on tickets. The EARLYBIRD code expires on Sunday, August 27th at midnight. So if you don't get in by then, you're out of luck. Uh, it's at the Westfield Armory in Westfield, New Jersey, 6 p.m. to 9.30. Uh, great styles, 
of uh, craft beer, great music, access to great food, vendors, merchandise. Westfieldhops.com is the website to purchase tickets. I will be there. It's a short, it's about a seven-minute ride from my house. I'll jump in an Uber and head over there. Uh, last year I missed it because I was in San Diego. I certainly plan on being there. This year, again, if you want to get tickets right now, you can save 25 bucks with the code EARLYBIRD, which is pretty cool. Our good friends from Trogues, they have been voted... Uh, the uh, listen to this. The uh, they've announced their guided production tour has been voted best brewery tour in America by readers of USA Today for the third consecutive year. The Hershey, Pennsylvania-based brewery has earned the top spot in the ten best readers' choice awards conducted by USA Today. Uh, back in the early days, my brother Chris and I used to give brewery tours every Saturday, says Trogue's brewmaster and co-founding brother John Trogner. It's amazing to see how our tour has evolved over the years. Our tour guides are super passionate about our beer and love explaining why we do things the way we do here at Trogue's. Um, guests learn about the history of Trogues, spanning more than a quarter of a century in the Art of Trogues Gallery, where the tour commences. Uh, then they give you an in-depth look at how the independent family-owned brewery brews, packages, and ships beers to nine states throughout the Mid-Atlantic region, which is really cool. And for more than 15 years, the annual Art of Trogues contest has invited fans to create an original work of art inspired by Trogues. This year's grand prize winner, Jess Geiger, wowed the brewery's employees with her colorful hand-painted guitar titled The Harmony of hops. Her piece, along with about two dozen other Trogues inspired works, will be on display following the invitation only 2023 Art of Trogues Gallery opening in late October. Kudos to Trogues. I have some days off coming up in October, November, or whatever. I think I'm going to do a day trip with my wife. We're going to head out to Hershey and uh, check out Trogues for sure. And then finally, our good friends at Coronado Brewing uh, have announced the, uh, they've introduced their latest double IPA masterpiece. Uh, it is titled Big Weekend. The innovative release marks a new era for the brand, building upon the unparalleled success of its flagship IPA Weekend Vibes and venturing into the thriving domain of higher ABV ales. It is an 8.8% uh, double IPA. It'll be available in the convenient 16-ounce six-pack can format, which is interesting. I, I That sounds to me like a typo. It's probably four because I've never seen a 16-ounce uh, cans in, uh, in a six-pack. I think it's a four-pack. But uh, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, it is line priced alongside its revered sibling Weekend Vibes. Uh, as the journey uh, continues in early 2024, they will be, they will have a uh, 9.2 ounce can option, a stovepipe can, uh, so that you can savor the big weekend experience even longer. Um, that sounds really cool. I have to get back out to San Diego at some point, so I'm definitely going to get to try this uh, at some point. This time around, I'll make a stop at Coronado. But uh, that's cool. They're going into uh, the double IPA category at 8.8. Weekend Vibes is a fantastic beer. This one sounds like they are going to knock it out of the park. Speaking of knocking it out of the park, we'll do that next with John Kakosa from Ross Brewing for the next two segments. We'll be talking Oktoberfest and a lot of other cool stuff that's happening at Ross Brewing. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. It's gonna be good times when we get together. It's gonna be good times, so come on and join the fun. It's gonna be good times. Get on the road, come over. It's gonna be good times, good times forever. Oh, the legend Jimmy Stir, the king of polka. The Gonna Be Good Times album, and uh, you probably have guessed now why we're playing some polka music here. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
My next guest, of course, the owner of a brewery in New Jersey located in Middletown, New Jersey. It's a few minutes off of Route 36. They were gypsy brewing for a while, but they finally opened their doors back in April. Many of the beers named after rivers and bodies of water in New Jersey, but that's not all. We've got They've got some cool stuff coming up, and we're going to get into it right now. Rossbrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back to the show John Kokoza. John, how are you, my friend? Al, I'm doing great. Uh, I, I feel like you picked that song for me. Just got back from Iceland, and on the plane I watched the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Polka oh. all over that movie. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, I don't want to bury the lead here. You've been firing away with an announcement and teases, telling people to change their plans at the end of September and come to Ross Brewing. I'm going to guess it has something to do with Oktoberfest. Tell the listeners what's going to be <laughs> happening uh, the weekend of September 29th, my friend. You are you're pretty astute, Al. Yeah, we're doing our, our first ever Rostoberfest. It's a three day festival. So Friday, September twenty ninth, Saturday, September thirtieth, uh, uh, Sunday, October first. There's a um, uh, different highlight for each of the three days. Um, the Friday night is going to have our home brewers pavilion, uh, where local home brewers uh, from throughout the state and throughout the region are going to be coming, uh, bringing some beers that are then going to be judged on Saturday. Saturday is the beer festival. We've got a number of breweries uh, from around the state and from outside the state. We've got people coming from pretty far as well cool. uh, that are going to be coming. And uh, we're brewing collabs all this month and next month that will be poured uh, at a true beer festival at our brewery on Saturday. And, of course, we're going to take some of those brewers and have them be judges in the homebrew competition as well. Sunday is the Beer Olympics. Uh, we're giving out a $1,000 cash prize. Uh, wow. It's a number of fun events, uh, teams of five. Uh, we're limiting it to 12 teams because that's how many different color T-shirts we have. All right. And, uh, and, and then throughout the whole weekend – uh, an array of, of food vendors. We've got a vendor village uh, with all sorts of crafts. We've got uh, German food from Kilmeyer's Old Bavaria Inn. We've got a German Oompa band. And then we've got some really big musical acts uh, throughout the weekend. The biggest acts we've ever had at Ross, uh, you know, including like Brian Kirk and the Jerks mm. and lots of other great, great acts. So um, it's um, we've, got, we've got two different acts. We've got the Clam Diggers and the Drunken Clams. So maybe they'll... Maybe they'll do a collab, the Drunken Clam Diggers. But in any event, uh, it's a three-day weekend, and uh, it's it's going to be amazing, Al. That sounds great. Now, it's, it does sound like an awesome weekend. For the Beer Fest portion of it on Saturday, obviously, will people have to purchase tickets for that, and how can they do that? Sure. So there's a $35 ticket that's going to be on Eventbrite. Um, uh, the Eventbrite is live now. It went live this past Friday. And um, for those $35, you get three drink, I'm sorry, you get 10 drink coupons. Okay. Uh, so you can go 10 to 10. And um, and what they will do, uh, you can get beer in a couple of sizes. You can get a full-size pour. Uh, that's going to be three tickets. You can get the, the sample pour, which is one ticket. Everyone, in addition to the 10 tickets, does get a commemorative sample glass to bring with them and take home with them. And then if during the course of the day, it gets you admissions to the bands and everything else, what have you. Uh, if during the course of the day you wanted to purchase more tickets, those will be available as well. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now, um, if people don't want to participate in the Beer Fest portion, can they come down and still participate in other stuff, you know, pay as they go in terms of uh, getting a beer from inside uh, from Ross or, you know, uh, hang out and have some food or, you know, be, uh, you know shop with the vendors? 
Absolutely. That's a great question, Al. Yes, we're working on the wristband system. So those who don't necessarily want to participate in the beer festival uh, will be able to have access to the other areas. The Ross Tasting will be open for business as usual. Cool. Uh, and in fact, we're going to have some different beers on tap that will be in the back beer garden. Uh, you know, we're very excited about all of our friends coming in and the collabs that are going on. But Ross, we put out some pretty good fall beers, too. So oh, yeah. it'll be the return of our, our Jacktoberfest, our Bacchanator, our Woodfest. Those will all be in the Ross Tasting Room. And then, again, if you want to go to the Vendor Village, uh, purchase food, you know, a la carte, all of that will be there. Hanging out, listening to the bands, all of that doesn't cost anything. Awesome. We're talking with John Cocosa, the owner of Ross Brewing, located in Middletown, New Jersey. They're a few minutes off of Route 36. Uh, for all the info on uh, the Ross Toberfest and everything else, just head over to rossbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. One other thing about the event, the homebrewers on Friday night, um, how many are participating? What's the prize for them? Are they getting? Is I'm assuming it's not a cash prize. Are, are they going to get their beer um, brewed uh, professionally by you guys, or is it, you know is there something else? So actually, Al, I mean, you 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 partially nailed it. Uh, okay. So there it, there will be a cash prize, and the winner will have their beer brewed as well. Oh. So um, there'll be cash prizes for first, second, and third place. Okay. Uh, first place, we're guaranteeing to brew the beer. But you never know with these kind of things. We might love more than one of the beers yeah. and, and offer the opportunity for the home brewer to come in as well. Um, wouldn't it be the first time? You know, there's there's a couple of local home brewing clubs that we reached out to, and they're going to be sending different members. But this is an open competition. Uh, there'll be registration on the website. So anyone that wants to submit will be welcome to do it. You know, this is something I'll go way back to when um, – you know, I had the Wild Goose Public House over in Staten Island back right. from 2008 to 2012, and we did the Staten Island Beer Fest there. We originated them back in 2009. We always did a homebrewing pavilion, and we always had, you know, the uh, the brewers that were coming for the Beer Fest be the judges. And, you know, I can remember, uh, uh, you know, Garrett Oliver of Brooklyn Brewing, you know, giving wisdom. Jim Cock from uh, Sam Adams was there. They were promoting a, a, a new Sam Adams beer one of the years. might have been 2010. So you never know for these home brewers, you know, what this insight from a professional brewer that they potentially could be looking up to, what that insight could do for them. So we always maintain that. And, and, John, can we mention any of the brewers that, uh, you know, are going to be uh, collabing with you guys and, and are going to be at the event? Can we kind of tease a couple of those uh, brewers? Or do you sure. Want to okay. I, I, I think we can. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna save a few prizes sure. for the rollouts on social media, but we can tell you that you know all, all of our local friends here in the state, Carton, Source, Icarus, uh, they'll all be participating. Um, you know, and there's some of the best beers that are coming out of the state right now. Right. Um, uh, we've got we've got friends from North Jersey, friends from from far South Jersey. We've got New York friends. We've got friends coming from the other coast. So, uh, nice. so we'll be rolling them out, you know, over social media in the coming weeks. You know, follow us on Instagram. It's at Ross Brewing. But, uh, but you know, I, I would say that all the faces you'd expect to see will probably be there and then some surprises. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Now, before we have to take a break here, and we'll get into a little bit more with uh, John um, after the break, but what I, I do want to mention, you're about five months in from the open uh, of your brewery, which has only seen the outdoor area in use. You're still stealing, uh, you're still dealing with some issues in the indoor portion of the brewery. How is construction progressing there, and will it be open before the weather turns cold? 
you know, that's a great question. Should we, should we leave that tease for after the break? Or, or well, no, no, no. Let's <laughs> let's do that here. I got plenty of other stuff coming up on the after the a, other side. A, absolutely. So here's what I can tell you: mm-hmm. the back building uh, for indoor seating will be available for Rostoberfest. That's when it's going to be making nice. its debut. Now, uh, there there's a caveat there. As you recall, that back building we have, that's a two-story building. Right. And it does have an upstairs private party room as well. Um, not looking like the upstairs will be ready by then. Maybe there'll be an extra surprise. Right. But as long as we get that downstairs for the indoor seating, that's what we really have been needing, mm-hmm. and that will be available for Rostoberfest. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I have to say, though, for the amount of space you're able to use currently, you got a lot going on. And one thing I did <laughs> notice when I was there for the opening was how many of your neighbors who live in the condos down the road from the brewery were so happy that you guys were open and there. How has the response been from the surrounding community? Uh, Al, you nailed it. And uh, very observant of you to, to, to gather that as well. Yeah, those condos uh, in this section of Middletown, uh, we straddle the Port Monmouth and Belford areas. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so we're technically in the Port Monmouth section of Middletown, although we have a Belford mailing address. So, you know, either one would be appropriate. Those condos, you know, there's nothing where we are. We're out on a peninsula. This is a true destination brewery. And obviously we're on the water. We're the only waterfront brewery in the state. And we've got, um, you know, tremendous views and, and an aesthetic there. But there's no bars around us. There's no restaurants around us. So when we open, those people that live extremely close, they've been very, very, very appreciative. And many of them have joined our, our membership club, the House of Ross. It offers numerous benefits, but one of the benefits is that what ordinarily would be a 16-ounce pour in the tasting room, you're permanently getting an 18-ounce pour. Nice. And, you know, obviously if you're going to be there quite a bit, you make your money back. And let me tell you, the people that live in those condos, they're uh, they're they're very excited now. The greater Middletown community and even the Monmouth County community right. have been so supportive. We're, we're getting pitched all the time to host different events. So many 40th surprise birthday parties, community oriented events, uh, charitable events. We just did an amazing dog adoption event, uh, and so the community has been responding well. The biggest event, you know, two weeks ago, and I, and I, and, I, and I know how. Mm-hmm. I know you're a Met fan, yep. but we did have a Yankee there. Uh, yeah. Jake Bowers, a uh, Yankee outfielder, came. I think we had the entire Middletown Little League. Uh, we gave out hundreds of tickets, and um, and then you know there were there were you know additional tickets and packages available. But there were little leaguers, veterans, the PBA, uh, the, the fire departments. Uh, it, it was just such a great turnout from the community. So we look forward to doing more community events like that. Awesome. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk to John about the failure of Governor Murphy to sign that beer bill that passed unanimously in both houses and a lot more. That's coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Ice cubes and beer. Jimmy Sturr, tell me it isn't so on the Going to Be Good Times album. This guy is fantastic. If you get a chance, and welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. If you ever get a chance to check out Jimmy Sturr and his 
world-renowned polka band. You absolutely have to see them. They are a national or an international treasure as it is. Welcome back. Uh, John Cacosa, the owner of Ross Brewing, located over in Middletown, New Jersey, a few minutes off of Route uh, 36, rejoins me on the phone. John, Governor Murphy signaled a few weeks back, or his office signaled, uh, that he will not sign the beer bill uh, that was passed again unanimously in both houses. He will, from what I understand, conditionally veto it with changes that he wants, which is more liquor license reform. Now, as a brewery owner, knowing that sending it back in a lame duck session, it has little chance of changing and passing. Do you feel, uh, I mean, maybe whether it's personally company or just brewery-wise, do you feel like a poker chip at a craps table in Atlantic City? What a perfect analogy, Al. Um, you know, we've worked very hard to get this legislation to the point where it is. Uh, you know, the Brewers Guild, uh, our friends in the Brewers Association, we've uh, we've traveled to Trenton numerous times. You know, I've gone a couple of times, and, and you know, you, you start to become friends with these breweries throughout the state because you're doing this grind. We're meeting with legislators, we're lobbying, we're pitching, we're taking Zoom calls with the governor's office, all to get the language in the bill that everyone would agree with. Both the, uh, you know, the so-called opposition, and there really is no opposition. We're in this together with our customers, the bars, restaurants. Uh, you know, we got them to realize that, right? So that's right. great. You know, we get the Republicans and Democrats. When's the last time they agree on anything? Exactly. And we get both houses, not just to pass it, but to pass it unanimously. Right. Right. And then the governor is not signing it. So, yes, we do feel a bit like a bargaining chip. You know, continue, uh, conversations are continuing with his office and his staff and his senior staff, in fact. But, you know, where it's at now is you've summarized it perfectly. There is going to be this conditional veto more than likely. However, uh, while the, the the prospects of it passing in this lame duck session are small, what I think, if I were to put on my prognostication hat for a bit here, mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen probably is we might see a little bit of a softening, hopefully, from the governor's office on some of this, some of their demands on the overall widespread liquor reform, which, by the way, does need to happen. Right. 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 I'll speak for myself. I'll speak for Ross Brewing. I don't want to speak on behalf of the entire guild and, and brewer association, but I, I suspect many probably would agree with me. We'd love to see more liquor licenses in this state. Why wouldn't we? Sure. Because that's more potential customers for us, and it puts our state, you know, uh, getting closer to parity with our neighboring states. Right. Uh, I mean, this antiquated license that we have. So yeah. the governor's goal is a good one. Using us as a bargaining chip, that's not a strategy we're aligned with. No. And, and how can you plan as a business moving forward into 2024 if you don't even know what the rules are going to be? Are they going to just put the, the old rules back in place and just leave it as be, or are they going to tweak it and make some changes? It, do, it doesn't make any sense to me. But in the meantime, many breweries, yours included, have gone ahead and have had food trucks and events at your place and promoting them on social media. Uh, the ABC said they were going to re- relax the rules. Matt Plack and the Attorney General said we're not going to enforce um, are, are, has the ABC tried to stop you from doing anything, or are they obeying the Attorney General's orders to suspend the rules till the end of the year? No, thus, thus far there's been no interference, and so hopefully uh, that will continue because that was 
the the administrative solution that was issued by the governor's office, you know, immediately after this passing at the uh, on, uh, you know July 29th, you know, right before the the I'm sorry June 29th, yeah, right before right. the July 1st new licenses would come out, you know, this went down to the last day, and so when it became apparent the governor wasn't going to sign it, they put out this administrative relief. Now. The administrative relief is only as good as the actual, you know, enforcement and inspectors that are out there. Maybe somebody's not briefed, and maybe they are writing someone a fine. So, to my knowledge, it hasn't happened yet. We're continuing business as usual. But if that relief is not extended, or if the bill is passed, then events like Ross Toberfest couldn't happen next year. Right. So. You know, we, we obviously makes it very difficult for doing our first half planning for 24, which, you know, you got to think ahead. This is where we are right now. We're planning right. our first half events for next year, and we're kind of planning it on a wish and a prayer, and that's not a good business strategy. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking with Matt Barbieri last week from Tuton, and, you know, they're at a point now where if things don't change, they may end up going out of business because there are certain things that they'd like to do but can't because they're hamstrung. And, you know, obviously there are some brewers that are like, look, we're not going to do anything uh, too too different. We're just going to keep, you know, stay the course or whatever. But And I do agree with you, John. The liquor licenses do need to be changed. The way they're given out, all of those things need to change. But from all that I'm hearing from all the legislators in Trenton, there was no way the bill was going to pass when one of the legislators brought up, you know, all these different things that they could do, they basically said it'll never get out of committee right now. So that's why they yeah. broke up the bill and put the beer stuff first because they knew that that could pass. I, I don't see how the governor is being so short-sighted here, like all or nothing. No, it, it, you, you, you're not going to change 100 years of, of laws overnight. Can you do it incrementally? Of course, but six weeks till the end of the year and you think these people are going to come back after an election and go, oh, yeah, that's the first thing we need to take up? You know, I don't I don't think so here. But we're talking with John Cocosa, the owner of Ross Brewing, located in Middletown, New Jersey. A few minutes off of Route 36. The um, Ross Toberfest is taking place uh, September um, 29th, 30th, and October the 1st. Uh, that weekend, it's the end of uh, September. Rossbrewing.com for all the information. The uh, tickets are on Eventbrite right now. You can just go to Eventbrite, do a search for Ross Brewing. You will find it. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, aside from Rostoberfest, you've had a bunch of beers released with Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith and his Clerks Universe characters released about a month or so ago. Um, I know that you have a, a little bit of a relationship with Ming Chen and, and all those guys from, uh, from Kevin Smith. Is this an ongoing partnership with those guys or is it a one-off? Yeah, no, uh, that's a great question. Now it is, it's, it's the first volley of an ongoing, um, you know, broadside we're going to be doing here. So the first three that we put out, uh, highlight the iconic sort of Monmouth County, uh, locations associated with Kevin Smith and his universe. Right. So it's, uh, real world places, the quick stop. So we have a quick stop stout. We have a, a, a secret stash lager, and we have a Smod Castle IPA. The last of those, the Smod Castle is the uh, movie theater that Kevin bought uh, one town over from us over in the Atlantic Highlands. Yep. And uh, he just does great events there. Oh, my gosh. Live reads of scripts, uh, movies with Q&A with the stars and the directors. And oftentimes the director is Kevin, but not always. Right. Um, and uh, all sorts. You know, he had, he had an event with George R. R. Martin there from uh, yes. Game of Thrones. Uh, the Russo brothers from the Avengers. I mean, like he's doing great stuff there. So anyway, yes, we did these beers in partnership, uh, and uh, you know, a lot of the guys will come by the brewery from time to time. Kevin's come by. We've had Brian O'Halloran, who famously plays Dante Hicks in the oh, Clerks yeah. trilogy. They'll come by. You know, they'll sign the cans, take pictures with fans. Uh, honestly, uh, some 
Sometimes we don't even know. They, they do surprise pop-ins, and it's a surprise for us as well. So we always keep the beers in stock. And what it's done for Ross, quite frankly, is it's expanded our audience to people who maybe previously weren't necessarily craft beer drinkers, mm-hmm. but maybe fans of Kevin Smith Universe and his characters. They've come down, they've picked up the cans, and you know, more often than not, we're very happy to see they're actually enjoying the beer as well. That's great. And I've had all three beers. Uh, you were gracious enough to give me some, and uh, and I thank you for that. And I have to tell you, the stout is very approachable. It's not super heavy. Uh, the lager is crisp and clean, and the IPA uh, is spot on as well. So uh, great stuff. And yeah, and again, you know, you get those guys, they're big fans of the universe. They want everything. They want to collect everything in the, the can and the can order is great, so that's awesome. Now, last question from me, John. Of all the Beer Olympic mm-hmm. events that are going on uh, this Sunday, October 1st, which one is the one that you're looking forward to the most? I'm, I'm assuming there's a Stein holding competition, but there's probably some other stuff that's going on as well. Yeah, listen, there's a Stein holding competition. There's the keg toss. There's also a barrel roll. Uh, those are a lot of fun. I think... I think the, maybe the one I'm looking forward to the most might be the beer can towers because this is the one where it's going to take all five team members working in unison, and uh, they're going to get graded on the highest altitude achieved with the beer cans, and uh, it's the kind of thing where somebody steps the wrong place and falls down. Right. You see team members start to interact. That could be fun. But you know what? The very first event mm-hmm. is they're given their team T-shirts, and they have to decorate them, and they're going to be graded oh. on how those T-shirts look. So that could be fun, too. There could be some strategy here. We're like strongly that. encouraging uh, a gender mix on teams. You know, not five guys, not sure. five girls. You can do whatever you want, right? but we think the blended teams are going to be the most fun. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to uh, that. Now, now the, the beer tower, is that a timed event? Obviously, they have to stack it up within a certain period of time? You're exactly right. Okay. It, is, uh, it is a five-minute timed event, so it's not going to take long. Okay. It's how tall can you get the tower within five minutes? And we did five minutes because, you know, we did a couple, and you can get them up in two to three minutes. We want to give time for an accident to fall down and rebuild. If, if it falls once, you're not out of the competition. Okay. You've got some time to try to rebuild it again, but not an infinite amount of time. we so, got to move on to the next event now. That's it. I hear it. My guest has been John Cocoso, the owner of Ross Brewing, located in Middletown, New Jersey, a few minutes off of Route 36. All the info, hit up their website, rossbrewing.com. You can follow them on social media, Facebook, uh, X, uh, Instagram, threads, all over the place. Oktoberfest, uh, Rostoberfest weekend, excuse me, taking place September 29th through October 1st. You can purchase your tickets right through Eventbrite. John, as always, awesome to chat with you, my friend. Thanks, for, uh, thanks so much. Thanks, Al, and thanks for the work you do highlighting the challenges uh, in the beer industry here in the state. Thank you, buddy. You got it. I appreciate it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, of course, as always, it is time for Suds and Duds. The other thing I have to tell you, folks, uh, X now, uh, before, I, before I get into all the beer, uh, X, which used to be Twitter, is now charging for a uh, program that I use, an app that I use called TweetDeck. And now it's XDeck or XPro, whatever it is. And they want to charge you money uh, to use it. It's how I set up my tweets or X's for the uh, for the night, so that stuff fires off or whatever. I'm debating whether or not to spend the eighty something dollars a year to keep it. 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I probably will end up keeping it because I do get use out of it. So whatever. Anyway, let us dive in. Little, little Mammoth there. Um, Mammoth WVH. Uh, this is the second album uh, from Wolf Van Halen. Uh, like a Pastime. Good stuff. I love it. Can't wait to see him in November. So let us start it off. Uh, Icarus uh, did a um, did a beer uh, for Brew Jersey, and it's called Sign the Bill Phil. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I ended up going down to Icarus a few weeks back to pick this up. Um, the uh, First off, I would have bought it just for the can art alone because it's got the bill from uh, Schoolhouse Rock. If you're of, you know, any, anywhere between the ages of, uh, you know, 40 and 60, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Schoolhouse Rock used to be on Saturday mornings during the cartoons. In between each cartoon, they'd play this little snippet of uh, sort of an educational uh, cartoon. And, the you know, the I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. So anyway, I won't get into the whole song. But it's probably one of my favorite uh, Schoolhouse Rock shorts. But anyway, um, I should have bought another four-pack of this. So good. It, the juiciness of this beer is fantastic. Anybody drinking this would love it. Uh, Icarus was encouraging and is still encouraging people who want to get on board with this and brew it. Uh, the recipe is public. Um, you can make your own tweak on it and then uh, release it under the Brew Jersey banner. A portion of the proceeds, I believe 25% of the proceeds, is helping the Brewers Guild of New Jersey to help continue the fight here uh, for breweries in New Jersey and wanting uh, Governor Phil Murphy to actually sign the bill and not conditionally uh, veto it. Great beer, great cause. If you see it, get it because it's delicious and you're helping out brewers in New Jersey. Um, Oak Flower Brewing. So uh, one, of the, um, one of the guys who is a, uh, a brewer there whose name for the moment escapes me because it's very early in the morning. And uh, Chris, that's it. See? Chris used to work at Melovino. Melovino closed. Uh, the meadery closed a few weeks back. Um, I went to the uh, private party that uh, Sergio was having and it was just what a great night. I mean... Just cracking open bottles of mead and just telling stories and you know hanging out with a lot of brewers, um, unbelievable. Just a great, great um, night. Uh, sad to see Melovino close, but Chris used to work for Melovino, but now, uh, and he was working at Bull and Bear, which uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Bull and Bear uh, was in Summit, New Jersey, or Chatham. I think it was Summit. Um, they got closed down back in May, and everyone says, "Oh, well, what happened?" They said, "Well, there was some, you know." Some some issues, and we'll be back. It doesn't look like they're going to be back anytime soon, folks. From what I'm hearing, they didn't pay their tax bill, uh, and that's why they got shut down. Um, and it looks like they're not going to be able to pay their tax bill, hence they're not going to be reopening, uh, which is very sad uh, to see that. But anyway, Chris is now working for Oak Flower, and Oak Flower is just killing it over in Millington, New Jersey. So he gave me a couple of cans of some stuff, and I pre- Chris, I appreciate it. Uh, first up, I had Figures, a banging West Coast IPA. Hits all the right notes. Just really, really delicious. And then I had the Dew Drop, um, which I had had already. It's a grisette. It's a very low ABV beer. But, boy, is it even better in, in the can. It is uh, delicious. And I have to get back over to Oak Flower uh, at some point uh, to um, partake in a few beers, maybe get a few couple of cans uh, to take home. Great spot. Uh, in Millington, New Jersey, right across the street from the Millington train station. If you've ever been to the Sterling Hotel, it's about maybe 10, 15 minutes away, uh, about a good 25-minute drive uh, from uh, Twin Elephant. Uh, just delicious beers, really good stuff, uh, and I love these guys. Uh, they, they're they just knocking it. Colin and, and Chris are just knocking it out of the park. 
Um, that was over at Paragon Tap and Table for IPA Day a few weeks back, and started off with a Mortalis Brewing beer, Sorcery of the Stars. Good Lord Almighty, what a great beer. Juicy, delicious, uh, just hitting every single juicy note uh, that I wanted it to hit. Then I had the um, Monism, which I thought it was Monkism, but I guess it is Monism. Uh, this is Monism Citra by Autodidact. Autodidact, I have not been to yet. It's over in Randolph. I have to get up there. Um, I have to figure out one of these weekends where I can sort of bounce around to these places, you know, maybe have a flight or, a, you know, a pour and then move on to the next one. Nice flavors on this one. Grapefruit forward, very grapefruit forward, forward which I like, easy for me to say. Uh, a delicious beer. Then had the Ocho by Conclave. I don't get enough Conclave. Again, that's another one. Flemington. Like, I need to sort of pick a spot in New Jersey to kind of bounce to a couple of breweries, maybe park my car in one spot and maybe take a lift to a couple of them and then... You know, have something to eat and sober up and come back. It's probably the way to do it. Super delicious hazy. Loved it. Uh, excellent beer. And then uh, also from Oak Flower that they had on tap for IPA Day, Weird Alice. A banging beer. Uh, just really, really tasty. Um, fantastic stuff. And then finished it off with, I really don't want to be you. Okay, I get it. I get the name now. Uh, this one by The Veil. Super smooth and juicy. I mean, oh my goodness. This was a fantastic beer. Oh, and then I'll finish it off. Um, that was that was outstanding, and I thought that was going to be my last one of the night. I had the Friday off. Uh, but it turns out the uh, Wipeout Beat by Foam. Oh, man. Foam is making good stuff. Foam, Vale. I mean, I do like what um, what Mike is doing over at Paragon. Um when Ernie was the GM there, it was a lot of New Jersey-centric beers. Mike is sort of doing a mix now. A uh, bunch of Jersey beers, a bunch of um, national beers, and really good national beers. And the great thing about Paragon, and I talk about these guys all the time, I know. Um, what's cool is they have the ability where they, right in the front when you walk in, they have a refrigerator. And there's cans and bottles in there. And you can buy individual cans to take home which is really cool. So maybe you want to try a beer that you haven't had. I know they got Timber Ales, uh, their newest IPA stocked in there. They've got a bunch of different things uh, that are in there that you can buy um, and take home, which is really cool. Plus, uh, they let Chef Juan loose with the menu. Uh, it's a lot of different stuff, some of the staples, but there's a lot of different things in there, and you will absolutely enjoy uh, the experience of Paragon Tap and Table. The food is fantastic. The beers are good. They do great cocktails. Um, different nights, they're doing different things. They've got the outdoor patio. they got music on the weekends. Um, it's just worth the trip. Plus, there's artwork all over the place now that is for purchase. So if you like something, you ask the bartender. They will give you the price on the uh, piece of artwork, and uh, you can buy it and take it home, which is pretty cool. Um, finally, before we get out of here, we have a couple minutes here, but before we get out of here... Um, I want to rail again on the whole thing with the um, with the beer bill uh, that has not been signed uh, by Governor Murphy. And uh, I want to thank John Cocosa from Ross Brewing for coming on for two segments and talking about Ross Toberfest. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting. And I think, John, what, what John said in the, um, in the last segment um, speaks volumes. You know, the... I think this is a small segment of the restaurant lobby that doesn't want to see these things happen. There are a majority of places that are okay with making changes. 
making changes benefits a lot more people. Now, I get it. There are some towns that want to stay a dry town. They don't want to issue licenses. They want, it, they want you to bring your own, and you, this way you don't bring that much, and you try to be as responsible as possible, and I get that. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I do think the, the, the state of New Jersey needs to come into the 21st century and give more abilities for people to have liquor licenses if they want them. But to, make, to try to make wholesale sweeping changes in 12 months when it's something that, excuse me, you have not been able to do in close to 100 years is simply not feasible. And what I don't understand is this is a win for the governor of signing this bill to help the breweries. Breweries that he claims to be pouring at Drum Thwacket. Breweries that he claims to support. Breweries who he's asked time and time again to help him out, and they have, and yet he's going back on his word. And that's not cool. Integrity is important. Your word is important. The governor wants to possibly run for national office one day. Well, you can't do that if you're going to keep lying. Why not do something different rather than be every same old politician who says one thing and does another, right? Honestly, here's where you can be the hero, a win, right, and have some goodwill to carry over. His approval rating is at just about 50% or maybe a little bit under, right? I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? It makes zero sense to me. Sign the bill, Governor. Who are you? Who are you? You're hurting the beer business. You're hurting tax revenue. That's what you're doing. And it seems like you don't care. And if I was an, a, a, a brewery owner and the governor's office came to me and said, we'd like you to do this, you know what my answer would be? No. No, no, and no. Sign the bill. We'll talk. Otherwise, too bad. Don't hold them as a poker chip. Don't. It's not cool because you're going to end up losing. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, John Cacosa from Ross Brewing. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.